Chapter 7 of How to Have Bird Neighbors. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. How to Have Bird Neighbors by S. Louise Pattison. The Chimney Swifts. The correct name of these birds, whose home life was so rudely broken up, is chimney swift. According to the bird books, they have been known to fly a thousand miles in a day, and they live in chimneys. Could any name fit them better? Chimney swifts are sometimes called swallows, probably because they resemble them somewhat and twitter like swallows. But they are not swallows at all. I thought if the birds could have their nest near them, it would seem more like home to them. It was a tiny nest, a bracket made of twigs which were woven together basket fashion and tightly glued. I have preserved it as an art treasure. On each side is a flat gluey extension. Wetting this extension made it sticky, but it would not stick to the rough surface of the small basket. I laid it on the smooth surface inside a peach basket and put weights on it. When it became dry, the nest was stuck fast. I then transferred the swifts from the small basket, which had been their temporary home, to the peach basket. They perched around the nest. One of these babies was put to rest in the nest, but he did not stay there long. They all clambered up to the edge, and from time to time they changed places, sometimes crossing over the edge of the basket from one side to the other. It was fortunate that this happened during my vacation, because the care of a baby bird demands much time. He has to be fed regularly and often. Having several birds to feed is about enough to take up all one's time. If they had only opened their bills when they were hungry, it would have been much easier to feed these swifts. Their very short but wide bills had to be pried open every time, and the food poked down their throats. I tried to feed them every 15 or 20 minutes. It took so long to feed each one that usually, by the time I had finished with number four, it was necessary to begin feeding number one again. The food I gave them was bread soaked in warm milk, with plenty of flies mixed in. For a change, I mixed the bread with a raw yolk. I gave them warm water occasionally. It seemed to me they needed it after having come through that mass of soot. At the end of the first day, the young were as chipper and bright as any young birds. Instead of screeching, they began to twitter. Kitsa, kitsa. The mother was very still. She did not seem to care for her babies at all 
and did not go near to keep them warm. She just hung in the one position. Several times she tried to fly, but she could only fly a few feet. Then she fell to the floor. During the second day, the young seemed to be doing well. They preened themselves, and their blackish breasts were changed to gray. It was a cool day, and I set the basket where the sun would shine on the birds. They fluffed their feathers as if they enjoyed the warmth. Once in a while one tried to fly, but he always fluttered to the ground and had to be brought back. The mother tried her wings again and again. She got so she could fly a little farther at every attempt before she went to the ground. At about five o'clock she flew far enough to get out of sight. All the next day I kept the peach basket with these swifts in it outdoors, hoping the mother would return and feed them. But she did not return. On the following day these birds began to look feeble. I went to the telephone and called up a gentleman who is an authority on birds and asked him what I should do. He said the main thing was to keep the birds evenly warm, that more young birds die from chill than from hunger. To revive them, he said I should put a few drops of whiskey in a glass of water and give them each a few drops. Then I should try to get them some gnats or a grub from the garden, mince it well, and feed it to them. Flies, he said, had not much nourishment in them. On returning, I found that two of the little birds had died. I determined to try hard to save the remaining one. It was impossible to get whiskey because I live in a temperance town. I gave the little bird a weak solution of baking soda because he had a big lump in his craw. Then I wrapped him in a silken scarf and warmed him beside the cook stove, as I have seen baby chicks revived when they have been chilled by a sudden rain. The lump disappeared. He brightened up. I could find no grubs, but a few grasshoppers, some ant larvae, and several juicy green cabbage worms were food enough for the rest of that day. I kept the bird in his wrappings all day but fixed it so he could clamber onto the basket. At night I put him away warm and snug, seemingly happy. The first sound I heard the next morning was, Kitsa Kitsa. The little bird was ready for a meal. From an anthill nearby I got more ant larvae, something which all young birds like. For the first time now he swallowed food just as soon as it got inside his bill. Up to this time he had jerked it out unless it was poked down, but he still refused to open his bill. He did not care for the nest and never would stay on it, so I fixed him again in the little basket where he would be more snug. I had lined it with cotton batting and woolen cloth so his breast would be against a soft, warm surface. I also kept him at an even temperature 
and fed him regularly. The little basket was on my work table. He seemed to enjoy being near me and being talked to. Sometimes he flew over on my shoulder. I fed him more cabbage worms and grasshoppers and also gave him water occasionally. I could not forgive myself to think I hadn't asked for advice sooner. I felt sure that, had I done so the first day I took charge of these birds and then followed instructions, the two would not have died. Again, at the close of the day, Baby Swift was put away in his warm wrappings. In the morning, I did not hear the usual, Kitsa, Kitsa. Baby Swift had gone to the bird heaven. It had been a big undertaking to adopt those homeless birds, but I am glad for several reasons that I did it. First, I am glad that I helped them in their trouble. Second, I am glad I relieved the boy and his busy mother of caring for them. Third, I am glad because I have since read in the bird books that the chimney swift is a very useful bird, that he feeds wholly on troublesome insects. Fourth, I am glad because it gave me opportunity to get acquainted with one more bird. I consider that something worthwhile. End of chapter 7